Hey, Nate here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest into your leadership. This fortnightly Emerging Leaders podcast is an initiative of the Australian Christian Churches in WA. I'll be interviewing a wide range of people and hitting up topics that I found would have been helpful to know about in my younger leadership days. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. All right, welcome back to my second part of the conversation with Amanda. Um, and this episode, we are going to talk once again about singlehood, but we're also going to talk about uh, relationships, friendships, and the church. Um, so what we're going to um, start off with is talking about how singlehood has got great value as well. And um, Amanda, you've written a book, Dear Single Self. You're telling me that you've got a whole bunch of dares <laughs> uh, in the book for a single person to do and to explore. So obviously for you and your experience, you've had to, I guess, wrestle with certain aspects of singlehood, but you've definitely found a lot of positivity, yeah. uh, positive aspects of it. Yeah. Can you share some of them with us? I think that um, through my years of singleness, there was so much amazing maturing that God did for me in that time mm. um, that really had a lot to do with new experiences, new people, new places, travel, um, saving to buy a house by myself. Mm. There were so many great things that taught me great lessons um, that I'm reaping the benefits of now yeah. in my life. And mm. in my book, Dear Single Self, I wrote 30 dares to get out and just to do things differently and to mm. have fun. And you know what the thing that I miss about being single is just how flexible I could be and how spontaneous I could be mm. and the opportunities that I had to just really go out and do some crazy things. Mm. So when I was 25, um, I published my first book. Yeah. And when I published my first book, it was called Capture 30 Days of Inspiration. And basically it was just all these ideas of how to bring creativity and spontaneity into our everyday. Mm. And um, as a single woman, I um, flew into Bangkok by myself and I arrived right. at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And walking out into Bangkok airport by myself with no one there to pick me up. Right. To catch a taxi to go to a um, slum in the middle of Bangkok, which mm. was really scary. Yeah. To go and do some missionary work um, with... Ange and, and Ash Barker and I went and stayed in the slum mm. with them and from there I actually flew to Lebanon right. and um, I went and stayed with a family in the village in Lebanon mm. and uh, it was really funny because we think it's in the church but in the village in Lebanon <laughs> all they wanted to do was to get me to help me find a husband so I was there and they were like okay so she's a Christian we're not a Christian village, but the Christian village is over here. So they were parading men. <laughs> they, they were like, we have to get her. We have to get her signed up. And um, anyway, um, I also, as a single woman, um, went to an AIDS village and did some work in an AIDS village. Yeah. And um, just did the funnest stuff mm. because I could. Mm. Um, I got to go to LA. We started a campus of our church in LA and I got to fly into LA and be a part of that church plant. Mm. Um, I also went to Paris um, with my work. I went to Queenstown in New Zealand. I went to London with my work. 
And all of these opportunities got given to me because mm. I was the single person on staff. Yeah. yeah. And I had the flexibility to do it. And mm. I could get up and go and do these crazy things. Mm-mm. And so um, I think there was just so much opportunity back then. And I had so much more of a disposable income because it wasn't locked into all these other yeah. Family responsibility. Well, families are expensive. <laughs> so my first book cost $27,000. Right. And Self-published. So, yes. Yeah. And I sold 5,000 copies of it. Mm. And I could never do that today. Mm. Yeah. And there were so many amazing things that I learned for my life now from that season of singleness of how to how to have a great budget, of how to flat share. Oh my gosh, I had so many crazy flatmates. <laughs> and we, but at the same time, we would have these fantastic parties from church. Like, just amazing suppers where I met really cool people. Mm. Um, I got to go and um, produce the um, Parachute Music Festival. So right. I would go and be backstage at the Parachute Music Festival and help them backstage manage and produce main stage. And I met all these amazing Christian artists Mm. and bands. And I would go back every year and camp out in these random places and go to this big music festival. And this was all the stuff that I could do. And I reckon the only reason why I could do it was because I was single. Yeah. And I met friends for life. Mm. I met crazy creative people who were doing radical things. Mm. And it grew me. It yeah. changed my worldview, mm. and all of that was because of the flexibility that singleness offered me. Yeah, I guess that's very much in line of what Paul says, mm. that if you're single, yeah. you can devote your life to what yeah. God has called you to. And, and you know, I used to work 60 hours a week at church, right? and not even blink an eye. Yeah. And you know what? It made me a really great leader of capacity and you 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 say that and it sounds a bit prideful and I'm, I'm not being prideful it fully grew my capacity mm. and I used to lead all the volunteer teams for church together I did it for 10 years and I would just work hour after hour to produce these events of 10,000 15,000 people mm. and I would sit there as a 20 something year old on this board of all men as a woman <laughs> I would sit there with this board of all these amazing leaders in our city mm. and would be okay guys this is what we're doing this week and this is where we're going and then stand in front of a thousand leaders getting them ready for church together and okay this is this is what all of the structure is and mm. there was just amazing opportunities in God to really surrender all and to learn and yeah I got so much wrong but you know what <laughs> I got so much right to yeah and my capacity as a leader often people say to me today oh my gosh man are you involved in so many different things and how did that happen and I reckon it was because I was single so long and in mm. my I devoted my 20s and my early 30s to the house of God Mm. and every door that was opened was because I devoted myself and was planted in the house of God and Mm. and that happened because I was surrendered Mm. and I really did literally live my life there Mm. and everyone I hang out with was from church and it was amazing it was an amazing season yeah yeah do you feel like sometimes we, as single people, can focus on 
that romantic relationship that we neglect building friendships oh absolutely that's probably one of my greatest um advice to people that talk to me they're like man i mean either i'm really happy to be single but i'm trying to work out where i fit in the world or um mm. they might say actually yeah you know what if i was really honest i do want to find a guy or mm. I don't really talk a lot to guys about finding girls. So I don't know. It's not really my thing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> whenever I talk to girls, it's kind of like, you know what? What's your friendships like? Mm. And um, that's actually the book that I'm writing at the moment. It's my latest manuscript is on friendship and a disconnected Great. world. Yeah. And I think this whole area of friendship gets underrated so much by mm. the priority that we put on marriage mm. and singleness we definitely don't talk about friendship enough. And I think yeah. friendship is the most phenomenal bridge between oh, the two. Yeah. And to be able to be like, my husband and I, are, he's really romantic, but at the same time, he's such a great friend. Mm. And for us to be able to just have a great conversation and to have fun with each other and mm. to understand one another, all of that actually comes from things that make friendship great. Mm. Great friendship makes a great marriage. Great friendship makes a great staff mm. of church. Oh, totally. Great friendship holds you in good stead as a leader. Mm. Honest, vulnerable people who understand and who are trustworthy and who mm. who hold your character and your integrity with high esteem. Mm. I think that our digital world has completely decimated friendship. Mm. And I think we need to, as the church, really be, bring that back to know that we are people who are accountable. We are people who are trustworthy. Yeah. We are people, the way that we speak about one another, that we don't mm. use other people's stories as a way to get closer to someone else. We actually yeah. become a vault for people and we're trustworthy mm. as as pastors and that we walk with integrity. And mm. I think all of that is in the land of friendship. Mm. And we can have fun. Mm. I think sometimes we just get so freaking serious. <laughs> and it's like some of the best days of my singleness was when we just used to do pranks on each other. Yeah, like we were the crazy <laughs> prank, craziest prank prank people. If people knew some of the pranks behind what happened at our church, they'd be just like, how did you get away with that? And I was like, it's probably because we were single. It was <laughs> crazy. You know, like, the hormones. <laughs> you know, just, just friendship. It was friendship. It was yeah. funny. It was hilarious. And yeah, I don't know, we did life together and it was beautiful. Mm. And I think that's a very important thing that I'm discovering that vulnerability and openness mm. and even some of us think that we're being open but we're not really being open mm. and I'm not saying to be open with anyone that no. comes into your life there's a lot of wisdom involved in that process but I think I've only really learned about openness over the last few years mm. and yeah it's, it's such an important thing I, I guess one of the things that I've come to realize is that I can't have a relationship with someone else's representation Great. I can't be a friend to you if all I'm seeing is this actor. And, Which um, is what social media and Instagram particularly, it's just like a filtered world. And, mm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've met some great people on Instagram, but we have to take it to a place where we're honest. Yeah. I think it's about being honest with ourselves and being honest with our friends mm. and to really digging deep into emotions that 
we find ways to be able to process them well. Mm. And I think that's that's a gift of my singleness that I actually it forced me to dig deep into the pain from my past mm. and to find ways to be able to let go. Yeah. Yeah, I guess looking at my journey, I think I got so caught up needing to be seen a certain way so that the perfect mate would come along <laughs> rather than just to be me um, and live my best life as I knew how to and trust that God had plans and purposes along the way and and see what would happen in that kind of a, a way. But yeah, it just became so hard to acknowledge wrongs or or faults or weaknesses mm. because you're like, well, what happens if that kind of goes around? And, mm. and yeah, that was a big thing for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think being able to be emotionally intelligent mm. is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself. Yeah. So how do I grow in capacity and emotional intelligence? And that comes from sitting in the seat of the learner. Yeah. And going, okay, how can I grow here? Mm. How can I listen when someone, when my leader tells me, hey, um, you know, like my leader last week was like, man, that you apologize too much. Mm. And I'm like, okay. I'm sorry. So I don't, I'm sorry, which is what I actually did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I went away from that and I'm like, you know what? I'm 42. I'm ready to grow. Mm. So what does that mean? Am I apologizing because I don't think I should be talking? Or what is that? Where's that coming from? Where's the root of that? Mm. And we take it to God and it doesn't have to be super intense. And we just ask him to show us. Yeah. And then we say to people, okay, I want to grow in this. I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing for being in space. And that's not actually humility. Mm. That's actually false humility. Yeah. Okay, so how do I stand and grow mm. and learn and be mm. ever learning and always be a student? Yeah, yeah. Because they're the most interesting people to be around. And mm. you know what? Um, as a woman in leadership, a single woman in leadership, often people would say, you're too strong, Amanda. That's why the guys are too intimidated by you. Mm. And so because I would often be on stage in front of a thousand people, I'd be... Um, yeah leading like teams that were servicing events of 15 20,000 people mm. and I, I am strong and I've always been strong and then I look at my daughter and she's just like I'm like okay so that's what I was like before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time I just didn't make myself small so that a guy would think I'm something that I'm not yeah I, the more I got to know who I was and the more I reconciled my identity in Christ, mm. it's the one thing that my husband says all the time that he was attracted to. Mm. He was mm. like, the one thing that people were telling me was the thing that would be scaring people off. Mm. I've realized now is actually probably great. Mm. I'm, gl I'm glad I, I scared them off. <laughs> yeah. Because then they wouldn't be able to deal with the next space that God has for me. Mm. And for Shaw, he's like, I love that you're strong. I love that you're opinionated. I love that what you say is what you mean. Mm. Like for me, there's no behind the door conversations. Yeah. There's no like little shifty, like I'm all quiet here and then suddenly I'm a lion behind the doors, <laughs> you know, like yeah. actually who I am in public is exactly who I am in private. Mm. 
and there's no difference between the two. Who I am on stage is exactly the same person that you'll see when you're sitting in a random office mm-hmm. in Rockingham today, you know? Mm. And I think that's that's what the quiet of singleness actually gives us the capacity to grow in. Oh, yeah, huge. And it's beautiful. Mm. It's scary. Because mm. that's why we don't like silence. Mm. And that's why sometimes churches are so noisy. Yeah. When we actually need to be both. Mm. We need to have times of quiet. Mm, totally. Because often when we're quiet is when the loudest voices inside of us come out. Yeah. Yeah. So our time's coming to you <laughs> close soon. Um, how do we build cultures in our churches where friendships are able to flourish? I think that's probably more than valuing singlehood or marriage. Let's value both and let's value friendships. And you're saying friendships are being decimated in um, social media age. What are some thoughts that you have about especially churches, because churches need function on community and a relationship. How do we, what are some key things that you think would be great for churches to adopt in terms of principles, values, even practices maybe? Well, I think that there's two um, legs that a church stands on and what I've seen over my 25 years of leadership in in contemporary church. Mm. Number one is connect groups and small group gathering. Yeah that we need to be sitting on couches with small groups of people mm. and then the communal gathering, the corporate gathering. So I think they're the two legs that strongly walk a church community forward. Yeah. And so I think we need both. We need those corporate times of worship and mm. inspiration and rallying and vision, but we also need the quiet conversation around food that happens that's Mm. done really well Mm. i think that we need to continue to um bring into the forefront mentoring yeah one-on-one mentoring and um through the boardroom retreat we've created some really amazing questions for mentoring so i've got a Mm. i've got a downloadable book that i created which has got 50 questions to ask a mentor so it's just a list of questions for young adults I think Mm. often what I've found when I've done mentoring with young adults is they ask for the coffee, but then they expect the mentor to do the work. (laughs) Just spill it all out. (laughs) Yeah, in actual fact, we need to go prepared. We need to go, okay, these are the four questions. Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask of the person that I'm being mentored not to waste their time, Mm. to come alongside and see how you can serve their vision. What does that look like? And Mm. the beauty of that, you know... um, that relationship, that mentoring relationships, I think it's really important. Um, I think that we need to get really good with rumbling with our own stories and Mm. really unpacking the story that we're telling ourselves in comparison to the actual truth. Mm. Because often we're telling ourselves a story from our past that's linked to pain, like how we talked Mm. in the first episode. But how do we bring it back to how do I rumble with my own story and own my own story? And Mm. that really comes down to vulnerability and honesty. Yeah. Um, And I think really the family unit, rebuilding back that village family unit. So for us Mm. as a family, we have family night on Monday nights and we invite people into that family space. Oh, that's really cool. So every Monday night, the adult kids go back and hang out with their family. And Mm. if you don't have that to create... It's a different layer than connect groups. Mm. It's actually just food and checking in and how you're going. Yeah. And, 
Yeah. And another thought, I've got so many thoughts on this. That is great. About it a lot at the moment. Yeah. Is that I choose five minute conversations on the phone rather than text message. Okay. So I'll do a quick Skype, um, FaceTime, a five minute check in with my friends mm. rather than texting and DMs. And I have some really strict boundaries around social media when it comes to friendship and mm. particularly how many people contact me on social media. Mm. I have quite a strong like message on all my social media channels that say I don't use DMs for conversations. Mm. If you've got something for a, from a leadership or a business point of view to email me and then I only give my phone number out to my friends yeah. and I actually have really great conversations with my friends mm. in that space. Yeah. So I silence WhatsApp groups, I silence notifications from messenger groups, mm. and I prioritize actually having a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of getting that human touch back into life. Yeah, because there's so much. Emojis don't really... We think emojis help, but they don't. <laughs> there's just so much that... You're still choosing so what you're representing. Yeah. And I think another thing is, is to actually just not not believing the lie that the amount of followers and the amount of people that we have on social media makes us more popular or more successful. Mm. I actually think um, having a smaller social media following that's really engaged is a much more healthier way to be able to do it. Yeah. Rather than empowering a generation of stalkers. Mm. We've become so passive in the way that we use. We've been trained to be passive because mm. we've had those weird things happen where we said a comment on something and then someone said it and it's created a blow up. And mm. You're actually better off to have less followers and to be more engaged with those people. It's a much healthier place than to have thousands of followers. Yeah. That's a real stalky kind of... Mm. Mm. Yeah. But that's probably a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, I... I remember having this chat with one of our 17-year-olds at church. I was just talking about social media and she was talking about your social media evil and all of that kind of stuff. She was just having a chat. And then I just mentioned, um, yeah, why do you think people have multiple Instagram accounts? Mm. And I said, isn't it because they want different people to see different parts of themselves? Mm. And she just went... <gasps> Because she had multiple accounts. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm scared how normal a lot of these things are now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's important to explore why why we're engaging the way that we are. Yeah. What, what need do we think it's meeting? And asking ourselves, what need do we really want to meet? Well, it makes us feel close to people who are far away from us and it makes us feel disconnected to the people that sit in the same room as us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's some beautiful stuff that happens there. There's mm. some amazing inspiration happens there, but it's the same as any kind of addiction mm. when it's the master of us rather than we're the master of it. Yeah. And really checking in on why we're communicating and what we're communicating, the actual agenda behind it. Mm. In a big way, it's knowing yourself. Yeah. And and diving into that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. Um, we will place a link for um, Dear Single Self. And, and obviously, you can access all the boardroom retreats 
Um, I can put the I can give the link for the fifty mentoring questions. I think that would be fantastic. Well if you want, it's a great tool. Mm. Yeah, it's in our. Um, we have like a magazine subscription. It's in our magazine subscription. Mm. Um, but I can get you the link for that for free, easy. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Mm. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time easy. and your thoughts and your words and yeah, it's been great. I love it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Amanda. No worries. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Remember to help us to share, to spread our podcast to other people that might benefit from the content that we are creating. Also, make sure that you send through your questions, uh, your topics to nate at thelivechurch.com.au so that we can continue to make this podcast as relevant and helpful as possible. Thanks so much and we'll catch you soon.